The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. Halloween is just around the corner, so visit BubbleGenius.com and pick up their Bath-O-Lantern Pumpkin Shea Butter Soap. So good, you'll want to eat it. Their Jack-O-Lantern Soap is colored and scented with real pumpkin, with the added punch of clove essential oil to make it pumpkin pie Shea Butter makes it extra luxurious. Only $6 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Doc, I think I did pretty well in my tests. You may shake my hand if you like. Well, under the circumstances, I'd rather not. Eh? Mr. Burns, I'm afraid you are the sickest man in the United States. You have everything. You mean I have pneumonia? Yes. Juvenile diabetes? Yes. Hysterical pregnancy? A, a little bit, yes. You also have several diseases that have just been discovered in you. I see. You sure you just haven't made thousands of mistakes? Uh, no, no, I'm afraid not. This sounds like bad news. Well, you'd think so, but all of your diseases are in perfect balance. If you have a moment, I can explain. Well, here's the door to your body, you see? And these are oversized novelty germs. Uh, that's influenza, that's bronchitis, and this cute little cuddlebug is pancreatic cancer. <laughs> here's what happens when they all try to get through the door at once. Move it, shout ahead. We call it Three Stooges Syndrome. So, what you're saying is, I am indestructible. Oh, no, no. In, in fact, even a slight breeze could... Indestructible. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, everybody. It is Thursday, September 15, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, that is Chez, right hey there. Hey, how you doing? I'm Hi, everybody. Dr. Nick. That's uh, Trump's doctor. <laughs> All right. We're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, better call Bo or go to TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez. You get free legal advice. Especially if Donald Trump is suing your ass. Okay, uh, big show today. Thank you for joining us on our uh, Thursday show. Really appreciate it. Um, I, I sound cheerful, but I'm really not that cheerful. <laughs> I'm really not at all. I, I don't know where you are, Chez, right now with the election. I, I get a sense of where you are based oh, on our you, Tuesday show. Of course you get a sense where I am. Yeah, I mean, uh, but basically, we're at that stage. We're at that stage when, you know, like eight years ago, there was that meme going around with Obama saying, everybody calm the F down, I got this. Yeah. But no one's saying that right now. That's <laughs> scaring the hell out of me. I just has a one in three chance of winning. One in three chance of winning, absolutely. And, and Nate Silver classified this race as highly competitive. Jesus, it's astonishing. Nate Silver. There are basically two camps emerging right now as far as following the election. And I'm talking about on the Democratic side. Panicked and not panicked. 
Now, I've been hovering at some level of panic for like weeks now. But And, and my theory is that if you're not panicked, then you're not really paying attention. <laughs> because effing Trump. Trump and Hillary, let's just put it this way. Trump and Hillary are tied nationally. It's a tie, it's a tie game right now. And that's with uh, Gary Johnson and Jill Stein in the mix. That's according to the latest uh, CBS New York Times poll. Without uh, Gary Johnson, without Jill Stein, Hillary Clinton leads by two, 46-44. But Trump and Clinton tied 42-42. That's not registered voters. That's likely voters. That's with libertarian Gary Johnson, like I said, uh, at eight points and Jill Stein at four points. Um, that to me, that's that's worthy of a little bit of panic, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if the election were held today, Trump would win the following battleground states: Iowa, Ohio, North Carolina, Florida, Nevada. In fact, I think the uh, the total electoral uh, count right now, according to Nate Silver, if the election were held today, the electoral vote would be 291 <clears throat> to 245, with Clinton still winning. Now, I will grant. Grant that. Clinton still would win the Electoral College. But Donald Trump, according to Nate Silver's 538, is all the way up to 245 electoral votes. And if, and if, he, if he is not utterly stomped, as we said a long time ago, the, the bloodshed that idiots like Matt Bevan have talked about, mm-hmm. that kind of thing might happen. Oh, yeah. You know, they will, the, the rednecks that he has stirred up, the Second Amendment people, all of that, they'll be emboldened. And they'll be furious. They'll believe that they got robbed. They'll believe that the election was rigged. You know, something I've been thinking about lately, and this is really, it kind of bothers me that I can think mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. I've, I've developed a very, I've always had kind of a defeatist attitude about politics. But it dawned on me that if Trump won, mm-hmm. I, I could conceivably say, F- it, if you can't beat him, join him. And just go, okay, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm fine. He'll do okay. And the reason I can say that, should it come to oh my that, God, yeah. is, that I'm a, is that I'm a white guy. Oh, yeah. Everything would be okay for white guys. Yeah. Well, actually, it wouldn't. I mean, the, the country goes down the toilet regardless, but even for white guys. Yeah. But, but it bothers me that I have the, and I will use the word, I have the privilege of being able to say something like that. Yeah. That I could, if I wanted to, just go, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon. I can, you know what, because I'm not the one who's going to be deported or I'm not the one who's going to be threatened in the streets. <laughs> I'm not the one who's going to be, um, uh, you know, rounded up and, and harassed. And, and, you know, basically my life, other than the fact that he will destroy the country and the world, yeah. my life will not be an immediate hell during a Trump administration. Yeah. The kind of hell, the kind of hell where, you know, roving gangs of Pink Floyd, the wall type kids are, ro- are running through the streets, you know, breaking glass and beating people up. Yeah, I mean, there's really only one possibility for there to be a, uh, a firewall if Trump wins, and that is if the Democrats take back the Senate. And by the way, I, I feel like I should bring this music up, because this is kind of the mood of where we are. Uh, but if the Democrats are able to win back the Senate... That means that Donald Trump wouldn't be able to overturn uh, Obamacare. I mean, he'd be able to do, like, executive order-type things to move money around and to, to stop doing certain aspects of Obamacare, as far as the implementation of it goes. But as far as actually repealing it as a law, like taking away the protections for people with pre-existing conditions and all that stuff, the caps on uh, 
on out-of-pocket expenses and so forth, that would all get protected by the Senate. You know, but I, I mean, I, it's just like the, uh, relying on the U.S. Senate as as a shield against the cornucopia of horrible things that Kurt, were the basket Kurt of deplorables. Kurt Eichenwald, as you know, released yes. a really good report yesterday. Oh, it's a great report, yeah. Yeah, you know, a really, um, it started off slow. It did, meaning that it started off where I was kind of like, all right, this is, this is kind of, the reporting isn't terrific. But as it went on, it got better. Yeah. It got much better. But the bottom line is, Daily Coe's mentioned this yesterday by the end of the day. It landed with a thud. Nobody's talking about it. Oh, I know. That is exactly what I was saying all day and yesterday. I, and I'm like, I'm like, what in the hell is going on? That's right. Is he paying off the establishment media? Why is no one talking about any of this? Yeah, it's really remarkable. I mean, no one was talking about it. I mean, Lawrence, of course, the usual people were talking usual about suspects, it. Yes. Lawrence O'Donnell and, and uh, Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes and, and Joy Reid were all talking about what Kurt Eichenwald wrote as the cover story for Newsweek about Donald Trump and all his relationships both yeah specifically overseas and uh, all the money he's involved with as far as those people go making him basically incapable of being president of the United States right. and none of that none of that is being discussed none of it is being it's not affecting the race in any way shape or form it does not matter no because you know why because the race is tightening and that is its own story that's right the horse race the horse race is tightening Yep. You know, we got uh, no, no, number 17, Trump, coming up from behind. That's that's all they care about. That's all they give a shit about. That is its own, that makes its own gravy. And, and again, I'm not going to sit here and play I told you so. But the fact of the matter you is... You should. That, <laughs> Honestly, fact, you, you said it, and it's true. We've we both been saying it, but yeah. you were the one, you know, don't get happy. Don't be Don't get happy. That's right. And 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 I've, I've said all along that it was going to be a very, very close race. It was going to be within... I think I've been saying two points, five points. I mean, it's it, it really is much closer than even two points, much closer than I even predicted. Because I just, look, it's not that I think, I, I'm not sitting here um, like Debbie Downer. I'm not sitting here just looking at the cup half empty and going, oh, Trump wins. I'm not doing that. Uh, but what I am doing is, Looking back at previous elections, knowing how the media behave, how the political press specifically behaves when it comes to these things, knowing what Donald Trump has been able to do up to this point for the last 15 months, the lies that he's been able to get away with, the fact that he has done a million things that would disqualify any other candidate in any other election, and he's getting away with all of it. I don't know how the F this is happening. Yeah. I mean, the other day, Kevin, Kevin Drum's piece, the one that I referenced in, in my piece for banter the other mm -hmm. day was perfect, where he just said he's like, you just take a step back and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck yeah. is this? This is Donald Trump. He's a he's a reality show idiot. He's a monster. Mm -hmm. He's going to release his his medical, uh, 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 you know, his medical uh background mm -hmm. on Dr. Oz. <laughs> his medical fucking background. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You know what? It's early. You know, on Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz, yeah. another guy who's basically been accused of being a shill. That's right. <laughs> I mean, along those lines, um, I've seen some of the clips. Evidently, the entire interview is supposed to drop today, uh, later today. But I saw some of the clips yesterday. And, of course, when asked about his medical records and whether or not he would produce his medical records, he pulls out two pieces of paper. One of the pieces of paper was another thing from that guy. Hi, everybody. That lunatic. The, I don't know if he's a lunatic, but that weird doctor. The mm -hmm. weird doctor that somehow this weird doctor with Windows XP on his computer 
is a, a, a doctor, a personal doctor to a billionaire. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just, if I had a, bi- again, I keep going back to this. If I had billions of dollars, if I was worth billions of dollars, I don't know. The doctor I'd be going to would be at like Johns Hopkins and it'd be, he'd be in some sort of glass palace with uh, machines everywhere monitoring my health at every particular second. I mean, there would be, <laughs> it would be such an ironclad medical team of people making sure that I was the, at, at the, the peak of health. That's, I mean, that's just me. If I was a billionaire, <laughs> Donald Trump, Donald Trump goes to Dr. Nick Riviera. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he pulls out these two pieces of paper. Uh, one of them has all of his uh, vitals from evidently he went to his, this hospital and got checked with his blood pressure and his cholesterol and all that crap. It turns out Donald Trump is uh, weighs 267 pounds. Now, much has been said over the last week now about Hillary Clinton and pneumonia, which is a temporary illness. And I will also preface this by saying that Hillary Clinton is also physically probably not in the peak of health, but she's doing really damn well for a 68-year-old woman. Sure. Donald Trump weighs 267 pounds. He is six foot two inches tall. He's a fat bastard. He's a fat bastard. Trump is obese, according to the Centers for Disease Control. There's a calculator they have at the CDC website where you can put in the height and the weight of someone and it spits out uh, what their body mass index is. Donald Trump's body mass index is 34.3, according to this calculator. That puts him in the obese category. Donald Trump, the, the oldest man ever to, if he wins, be the oldest man ever to enter the Oval Office, 70 years old, and he's obese. <laughs> that's not an issue. Of course that's an issue. But as soon as I started tweeting about that yesterday, and stupid me, started tweeting about it, all of the Trump bros came out of the woodwork. All of them. Just so, oh my God, the hurt feelings, the body shaming they were accusing me of. Says, oh, so because he's fat, he can't be president. Have you not been following the goddamn news? It's like they're doing this. I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off. <laughs> and I feel very hurt about this. They're so hurt. Yeah. They're so sad that I was uh, pointing out the fact that Donald Trump is, according to the CDC, not a healthy man. I mean, just based on the height and the weight. That's, that's a fact. So, uh, so that's that. I mean, we're, we're certainly going to hear more about what is... Cl- I mean, Dr. Oz, who's a flim-flam artist himself... Right, exactly. Uh, looked over his numbers and said, well, looks, everything looks normal here. Cholesterol looks normal, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, you know, that's only half. I mean, you can't get a full read on someone's personal health with a couple of pieces of paper, one of which was written by some sort of mob doctor. Hi, everybody. Background character on The Simpsons. And then on top of that, this may bring up a broader point of discussion. And we're talking about how atrocious... Uh, the possibility of Trump becoming president would be. Regardless, I mean, this is something that the Senate couldn't stop. The, the Democratic Party in no way could, could thwart Donald Trump blowing Iranian ships out of the water. Yeah. An Iranian ship, little boat comes up, passes at one of our destroyers, and Donald Trump would literally shoot them out of the water. Yeah. Now, the worst part about this is not just that Donald Trump has now been vocally suggesting that he would go to war with Iran if a boat comes up and circles one of our destroyers. But the, the people, the people, 
the white upper middle aged upper i would say upper middle class based on the the looks of the people in the peanut gallery standing behind trump during when he said this just cheering him on chanting usa doing the thumbs down motion when he mentions iran as if this is 1984 and they're at a wrestling uh they're at a wwf wrestling match and and the iron sheik gets into the ring right Here's, here's Donald Trump talking about how he would shoot Iranian boats out of the water if they merely come close to one of our destroyers, one of our big, beautiful destroyers. And by the way, with Iran, when they circle our beautiful destroyers with their little boats, their little boats. and they make gestures at our people that they shouldn't be able to... He's so Shatner. If, you know what? If, there's, if they make a movie about this election, they should get Shatner to play Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh my God! With their little boats, their little boats, and their people. Oh my God! Just that our people, people, that they shouldn't be allowed to make. They will be shot out of the water. Okay, believe me. Okay, believe okay, me. believe me. Believe me. <laughs> they will be shot out of the water. Making we gestures. Will, we will basically start a war. Making gestures at our people. <laughs> we will start a war. We'll start a war. Listen. Listen to these Trump people. Man. They just, this just goes on and on. This is all reaction to shooting Iranian ships out of the water. Somebody, somebody made the comment that, that Trump is, I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing, but Trump is basically nothing but applause lines. Yeah. He just does things because he loves the adulation he gets from these idiots. Yeah, and this is what he what he's doing here in this clip is he, he actually, as they're chanting USA, USA, he turns around and reveals himself, reveals his visage to the people standing behind him, who normally his back is turned to them if he's standing at the podium. He turns around and just absorbs, just sucks down all of that applause like Coca-Cola. I mean, uneffing believable. They're chanting USA to the idea of shooting Iranian ships just because they made gestures at our people. When did we give up? And that's that's something that <laughs> that's exactly said right. That's that's so well put. When did sure. we give up? Charlie Pierce. Charlie Pierce. Is, is yeah. When when did we surrender? When did we decide that politics was too hard? The government of the people, by the people, for the people. When did we decide that that was too hard? Yeah, yeah. And that's just it. And I what mean, we need to do is just say F- it and turn ourselves over to an authoritarian, a monster. That's right. That's right. And that's what most of the Trump people are doing right now. They're just basically walking away from the entire process as it stands. This is as, as much a campaign about Trump as it is about saying, F you, we don't want any of your rules, we're sick and tired of all of this. And one of the reasons they're saying this, I don't remember if Charlie Pierce brought this up in his excellent article from yesterday about this very topic, but I get the sense that maybe it's just getting too complicated for some of these people. It's gotta be, it's gotta be some of that. It's just gotta be, I'm tired of thinking, I'm tired of debating on Facebook, so blah, we're just gonna do this. Right. We're, We're just, just going to There's go just going to be this guy who's just going to roll over all of you dissenters. That's right. Over everybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he produces medical records from Ronald McDonald. It, none of it matters. If, if he doesn't ever release his tax returns, doesn't matter. If he contradicts himself all the time, doesn't matter. If he lies all the time, doesn't matter. If he threatens war against Iran, doesn't matter. If he's getting intelligence from the Russian government, for God's sake, doesn't matter. 
there's this this ridiculous movement behind someone who just does not deserve to be here. And that's what I keep going back to. He just does not deserve to be at this point. And the fact that he is at this point has very little to do with him specifically in terms of a character. It has everything to do with how he has been able to manipulate people. Because no one ever, and this is an old cliche, no one ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. Yeah, it's technically taste, but yeah, it was H.L. Mencken. That's still absolutely, <laughs> that's right. it, it, can, it can be used in so many different ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's uh, that, of course, applies as well. It, it's mm-hmm. a matter of taste as well. In fact, it's yeah. a, that's a, a pretty goddamn big part of it. Mm-hmm. It's just they have, there's no taste. It's just like, let's just go. It's like what Jim Gaffigan says. He says, you know what? Everything's McDonald's. You know, you, 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 everyone, you, especially uh, uh, foodies and everything, are always complaining about McDonald's and how it's crap. Well, all those supermarket tabloids that you see on the way out of the checkout register, those, that's McDonald's. You turn on Real Housewives, that's McDonald's. You know, people just want McDonald's for some reason. They're just craving a McDonald's president. And maybe that's the reaction to having a, an actual intelligent, competent president for eight years. I don't know. But there's just hey, this inchoate rage right now. By the way, Jill Stein has called for a new 9-11 investigation. <sighs> really? Don't, don't, don't you understand where, where I am now? I you know. have to. I understand exactly where you are because I'm, I'm not far behind. Because look at this. Look at this. There's nothing you and I can do about this. Nope. There's nothing any of us can do. It's, it's fucking insanity out there. It really is. And there's no argument that can be made. I mean, I watch Lawrence O'Donnell every night. Every night I've got Lawrence O'Donnell on my yeah, team. And I like Lawrence. I think he's and I like Lawrence. He's, he's, and he's, he's, doing, a, he's, he's a very smart guy, which smart doesn't matter to anybody now. Well, he's doing amazing work, and he's uncovering things. Uh, he's got David K. Johnson has basically got a permanent spot on Lawrence O'Donnell's show right now. David K. Johnson's probably the, the, the leading expert on all things Trump. And they, they're going over all of these things. It's only getting reported. It's like the 10 o'clock at night on MSNBC. And unfortunately, and God bless Lawrence O'Donnell, unfortunately, it's not getting out there. It's not seeping through to the people who need to hear it. The undecided voters aren't getting this information. They're not getting Kurt Eichenwald's cover story in Newsweek, going back to basically full circle at the top of the segment. But that's, right. that's where we are right now. It's just none of the uh, vital stuff is getting through. It's just the false equivalence crap and, uh, and, and basically trying to get us to the point where it's so utterly dramatic. The race is exactly tied at this point. It is, it is effing tied with Donald Trump as one of the two characters <laughs> who might become president. Horrifying. <sighs> On that note, let's talk about shaving. I am once again uh, early bird Bob, and I have shaved, as everyone should, first thing in the morning. I've been using Harry's shaving products for many, many months now. I've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about talking about the best razors in the, in the world. I just love Harry's, and as I've said before, I get a close, smooth, comfortable, comfortable shave every time with Harry's, shave that's every bit as good as the big name brands for a whole lot less money, a whole lot less. I love the German-engineered blades that come straight from Harry's factory to me. I even love the packaging. No middleman, no trips to the stores, no more crazy prices. Harry's blades cost half of what the big brands charge. Uh, Harry's new five-blade cartridges are here. I love these things. We've got a softer flex hinge for even more a more comfortable shave. 
Uh, trimmer blade for hard to get at places, a lubricating strip and a textured handle for more control when it's wet. And the price didn't go up a penny. Makes Harry's introductory offer even sweeter. That weighted handle, great smelling moisturizing shave cream, three of those amazing cartridges and a travel cover for just 10 bucks. Normally 15 bucks, Harry's knocks off $5 when you use the, uh, the code B-A-N-D-C, B-A-N-D-C at harrys.com. Stay away from those cheap disposables, but stop paying too much for quality. Support this show, your face, and your wallet by using the code B-A-N-D-C at harrys.com. Chess Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Uh, welcome back to our Thursday show. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like, to a certain extent, we ought to be saying, hey, you know what, don't worry. I was mentioning that uh, Obama meme at the top of the show, the everyone calm the f*** down, I got this. I feel like maybe we should be saying that a little bit. Maybe maybe we could step up and do that. I, I can't in good conscience do that because it's just not. Mm, I, I just I worry about uh, the fact that the uh, the tide has rolled back and it is such a tight race shows that uh, that some people did get happy. And uh, it's too bad. It's, it's really, really too bad. So many different layers to this. So many different things to be concerned about. We're going to talk about. By the way, we're going to talk about. The I mean, the only thing I'm hoping for. I'm, and this is this is a sad thing to hold on to hope for. I'm I'm really hoping that Clinton just just mops the floor with him in the debate. I mean, it leaves leaves it makes it unequivocal. But the problem is, I, I'm not sure that's even possible. No, because I think that he just dodges and just says blurts out bullshit, and that's it. And that's and for some reason that's good enough. Yeah, and of course it's going to be a matter of expectations. I mean, remember uh, eight years ago there was a lot of discussion about how Sarah Palin would do in her debate against Joe Biden, and uh, and she actually exceeded expectations because expectations were driven so goddamn subterranean that uh, that she was easily able to cross that threshold. And that's all that Donald Trump needs to do. As long as he doesn't say something that's obnoxious or controversial, as long as he doesn't do something like he did with, uh, with the cons, mm-hmm. he's going to be just fine. And f*** us because of that. Because he shouldn't. The reaction shouldn't be that way. But you know the, the uh, political press will be all over it saying, you know, he, 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 he was okay, he didn't say anything terrible, so therefore it's a draw. <laughs> So they're going to go to the snap polls, right, after the debate, and they're going to notice that, well, the people watching the debate thought Hillary Clinton won uh, by a wide margin. That's what's going to happen based on previous uh, presidential debates, 2012 and 2008. Right. And, uh, and they're going to be completely dumbfounded by this obvious fact because it, it runs, it'll run contrary to the narrative that they want to build, which is that ah, Trump did pretty well, given that the expectations were so low. Right, given that he didn't choke on his own tongue. <laughs> exactly. Given that he didn't choke on vomit. But that's, but that's the thing, and you just hit it on the head. All he has to do mm-hmm. is make one or two mildly presidential-sounding points. Yep. All he has to do is to – he all he has to do is kind of come close to breaking even with her, just close. 
And that's it. That's it. He's won because the expectations are tiny. It's the same thing that happened with Sarah Palin and Joe Biden. Yep. You know, Sarah Palin didn't even answer the questions. She just had an extended, you know, an extended soliloquy in her mind. And every time they came to her, she continued, well, where was I? And she picked up with that. And because of that, but because she spoke, you know, without falling all over herself, it was kind of a, it was a tie or it was a victory for her. Right. And we can only really count on two of the three presidential debates. The third one is going to be moderated by Chris Wallace. And Chris Wallace has already said that it's not going to be his job to fact check the candidates during the debate. Jesus Christ. What is your fucking job then? I don't know. You know, I, I, would ask this, I would ask this about 99% of the political press yeah. right now. I mean, Samantha, Samantha Bee's whole thing was the other day was really great where she took them all to task. And, you know, she, she, uh, she spelled it out. She's like, it is your job to fact check this. It's not your job to report what America is feeling. It's not your job to say, well, some people will say that. No, it, it is your job to discern right from wrong. Yeah. How I mean, hard is that to understand? The funny thing is, that's actually the easiest job in the world. That takes nothing in the way of, of uh, you know, well, what do I do here? Oh, my God, you know, I'm stressing over this. That takes none of that. That is as simple as, what, he said this? No, he's, he's, that's not true. That's right. That's not true. No, I, you know what? That's not true. And, and honestly, if somebody does it long enough, guess what? Yes, you get to call that person a liar. You get to say... Mr. Trump, you are constantly, constantly unleashing things that are not true. You are saying things that are not true. And if you do it enough, that makes me believe that you're a liar. And what did, uh, God, what did Samantha B say about lying? Say, calling something a lie isn't an opinion if, if the lie if is proven lie. by facts, right? Yeah, if it's a fact, yeah. It's not an opinion. It's exactly. It's not an opinion. You're not offering your opinion when you say, man, that's a lie. Yeah. No. And God... There are so many things that I want Trump to be asked about. I just I hope that during the first debate, especially that they they go into some sort of they go into some territory that Trump hasn't actually talked about yet to just catch him off guard to see how he reacts. I mean, I'm looking at but maybe you could call this grasping at straws. I don't know what is actually going to trip him up in the debates. I don't. I don't know if there's anything that can trip him up based on his history, based on the way the political press is is, is uh, reporting on him right now. I just I don't have a lot of hope in what's going on. And no, neither do I. The fact that he has gone this far, the fact that he is going to win a bunch of red states, that he could possibly win North Carolina, that he could possibly win Ohio and Iowa and Florida and Nevada, possibly. He's just, Donald Trump is going to win all these goddamn states, and he has no business being on this stage. He has no business having gotten this far. No! He had no business being out there! No business! It's no, so sad. He's, it's he's so pathetic. A reality show idiot. What Sh it says about this country is just shameful. Shame on the American people who supported this guy to this point and brought him to this point, because you are nothing but... I mean, again, I, I think the analogy fits. Nothing but the screaming townspeople from The Simpsons with your torches and your pitchforks. That's exactly what this feels like. And it's going to put the world in jeopardy. People aren't thinking this through. This is a knee-jerk candidacy with knee-jerk supporters. Yeah, absolutely. An entire legion of them. All right, we're going to take another break, and we'll come back. We're going to talk about how a possible—this <laughs> is breaking news today— 
a possible Supreme Court justice pick from. Oh, I I, I saw this. I just saw it. A <laughs> would be President Trump. Uh, back with more show after this. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Hi, everybody. The Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Some things fit into that gap, and some things just don't. All right, uh... Second half of today's show is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Click the Amazon banner on the podcast page. Click it. Click it, as Donald Trump would say. And sign up for a uh, 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. Get free two-day shipping. Enjoy popular movies and TV episodes, plus unlimited music streaming, free unlimited photo storage, and 30-minute early access to select Amazon Lightning deals. Again, go to bobseska.com and click the uh, Amazon Prime banner. It's all over the effing site. You you just can't miss it. And get a free trial of that. Okay, so moving along here, um, this was kind of shocking. And this actually... Really, maybe not so shocking to me. I've been talking about this for some time now. We've both been talking about it on the show, which is how Donald Trump is going to react to uh, reporters and journalists after he's elected, if he gets elected, which, of course, undermines what how and how journalists are treating Donald Trump right now. Um <laughs> the fact of the matter is that if he's elected, he's going to be arresting people. He's going to be auditing people. Anyone who writes something nasty about him, whether it's online or in print or says something nasty about him on cable news, do you think for a second that Donald Trump is going to show restraint and not use the not. full weight of the IRS and the Justice Department against that person? Of course not. I mean, every federal-level department, every cabinet-level department in the U.S. government is going to be at Donald Trump's beck and call. Donald Trump will use all of that as a weapon. He'll use yes, the. He will. I mean, he'll use all of these agencies to go after anyone who uh, wrongs him or insults him. He'll be using the IRS, especially. Oh yeah. As a uh, as a massive massive weapon against people like, quite frankly, against people like me and Chess. And and yeah, and speaking speaking of that, speaking of the word weapon. Um, I love Josh Marshall. I really do. He's one of my favorite writers in terms of politics because I think he's, you know, he's uh, on the left, but he's incredibly fair. He, you know, he made a point about how some people believe that the media should weaponize. That was his word against Trump. Mm -hmm. And that, he, you know, he thinks that's a bad idea. That he thinks that's a bad idea. And to some extent I do too, but I wouldn't really use the word weaponize. I would use the word they ha- they they cannot look at this like a normal election they have to understand the stakes here they have to understand what's at stake and therefore not just 
devolve, let things devolve into the horse race, uh, uh, you know, the horse race scenario. Yeah. It's got to be more than that. I'm not saying that you take down Trump. I'm saying that you never let people forget that nothing about this is normal. Well, no, all you do is just report on what report Trump is doing. Exactly. Yeah, report with, the facts. That's it. With the level of urgency that it demands. I mean, Hillary Clinton got special reports breaking into normal programming over the weekend when it was real that she had pneumonia, for God's sake. Do that to Trump when he says that, oh, we should use Second Amendment people to take out Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You do that once in a while. How about a special report for the Republican nominee threatening assassination against the Democratic nominee? That's true. There's nothing on the camp. There's nothing that he says on the campaign trail Mm -hmm. that turns into special reports anymore that turns into you know uh headlines on like nbc nightly news anymore that's right so i mean along these lines donald trump this is the headline from the huffington post in fact i think this is an exclusive donald trump wants peter thiel on the supreme court peter thiel peter thiel who financed the destruction of gawker Right, because just because he didn't like the cut of their jib. Right, which I'm still getting f-ing messages from idiots saying, yeah. "How do you defend Gawker? Yeah. Gawker dug their own grave." Fuck you. Yes, because if you think that Gawker did mean things to Peter Thiel, and so of course, once again, we have this. I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off, and right. I feel very hurt about this. That's right. He's so hurt by right. Gawker, no, so that he no, sunk with, millions with Peter- of dollars into destroying Gawker. And this is exactly what Donald Trump would do to all of his enemies in journalism if he becomes president. And I guess Peter Thiel and the Supreme Court would be a big help on that front. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Donald Trump has made it clear he will nominate Peter Thiel to the Supreme Court if he wins the presidency. Does Thiel actually have any judicial experience? No. Or any kind of legal? Does that really even matter? Right, exactly. I mean, again, we're talking, I mean, we're one step away from, like, Supreme Court Justice Meatloaf. Absolutely. Right? Trump deeply loves Peter Thiel. This is, uh, that's a quote. Deeply loves. Deeply loves Peter Thiel. And people in the real estate mogul's inner circle are talking about Thiel as a Supreme Court nominee, a separate source close to Trump told the Huffington Post. That source, who has not spoken to Trump directly about Thiel being nominated for the court, cautioned that Trump's offers often fail to materialize in real life. It's not clear whether Trump has indeed offered to nominate Thiel, only that Thiel has said Trump would nominate him and that Trump's team has discussed Thiel as a possible nominee this is just fucking terrify everybody this should be god this should be at the top of the news why is this not at the top of the news that donald trump is basically going to have we, we in fact we kind of called it on tuesday rattling off uh, uh all of trump's uh, generals and admirals be amorosa and scott Bayo and uh and antonio sabato jr and uh, todd bridges <laughs> Now we can actually imagine them all as as members of Donald Trump's cabinet, including Peter Thiel for the Supreme Court. That is insane. That is verifiably insane. You nominate people with judicial experience to the Supreme Court, people who are familiar with things like, I don't know, the Constitution. This guy... This guy used the judicial system to destroy an entire journalism outlet. And yep. you might be saying, well, it's, it's Gawker. Or it's, it's bullshit. No. If you think this can happen to Gawker but no one else, you're lying to yourself. He's able to do this to Gawker. He can do this to any 
out. He can do this to Salon. He can do this to the Daily Banter. He can do it to all of the various daily websites. <laughs> the daily Beast, the Daily Caller, uh, the Huffington Post. I don't know if he'd get away with much with the Huffington Post. That's like a that's a massive juggernaut. But I mean, he could right. ostensibly use Peter Thiel and use uh, use every every uh, uh, cabinet level department to uh, to destroy journalists. And I and I honest yeah. to God believe that that's going to be one of the things, one of the many horrible things that journalists aren't even talking about now. Political reporters aren't talking about that as even a thing, even though yeah. they probably should. Because all of these press outlets, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, the Washington Post, they've all been blacklisted by Trump. Wait till he gets some actual power to throw around. All right, we're going to take one last break and come back with uh, more show right after these words. Life stressing you out? Just not enough hours in the day? Finding yourself running ragged with little hope of just a little you time? Well, friend, fret no more. If you've got time for the shower, you've got time to get your zen on with I Can't Believe It's Not Buddha Soap on a Rope by Bubble Genius. You'll find the path to nirvana with this happy sudsy Buddha, rendered in gentle green tea-scented vegetable glycerin soap. And it's on a rope, so this guy can hang around your shower and bring you enlightenment each and every day. So let your troubles wash away and enjoy the peace of the here and now with I Can't Believe It's Not Buddha Soap on a Rope, only from Bubble Genius, bringing some ohm to the bathroom. BubbleGenius.com Hi, everybody! The Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you, Buzz. Still a few more minutes left to go on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Trump uh, did one of his, you know, he's been using the teleprompter a lot. Even though it's been, I thought it was against the rules. I thought it was unconstitutional to use a teleprompter anymore. He's not using his own words. He's not using his own words. Hillary didn't have her own words when she used a teleprompter. How's, how's Donald Trump have his own words, but he uses a teleprompter? God, How the is idea, this the idea that we're even bringing that up, like that's that tiny, tiny <laughs> microscopic potatoes in this whole fucking miasma. <laughs> I know. Eight years. Eight years they've been badgering Barack Obama for reading speeches on a teleprompter. The, the greatest or presidential level orator... Uh, maybe since FDR, maybe since JFK, I don't know, but it, certainly in our lifetime, and and they undermine that by saying, "Oh, he's using a teleprompter. That mean, must mean he can't really speak." Sure, but Donald Trump has been going off prompter uh, again. He delivered a uh, another rally yesterday, in which he did just one of his ranting things, where he just starts going off and screaming about people. Part of that rant is he attacked Hillary Clinton's stamina. Because it was apparently hot in the auditorium where he spoke yesterday, where he ranted yesterday, blurted out uh, things that better better suited for Twitter. Here he is uh, attacking Hillary Clinton's inability to stand up for any length of time. You think this is easy? Mm. Oh, you think this is so easy? In this beautiful room that's 122 degrees? 
Listen it is this. hot. And it's so- you know what that is? You know what all that shouting is in the background, by the way? That's all people shouting out Trump things to say. Yeah. They're shouting out his lines before he says them. Yeah. This is like, this is a show to them. Yeah. They want this, it- is, this is a Dice show. It's an yeah. Andrew Dice Clay show from like <laughs> the late 80s. <laughs> That's right. They're shouting out his punchlines to him. They're actually asking for Trump requests. That's it exactly. They're, they're, it, this is a, it's, it's, you know, this is his routine. Yeah. And they want to hear the greatest hits. <laughs> That's right. Airplane, peanuts, all Build of that wall. Build that wall. Jesus God. Always hot when I perform because the crowds are so big. These rooms were not designed for this kind of a crowd. <laughs> I don't know, folks. You think Hillary would be able to stand up here for an hour and do this? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm going to so importantly, so importantly, don't forget when I announced, seems like a long time ago, 17 people running, I was the non-professional. Everyone said, oh, Trump has never done this before. How could he possibly survive? These are the greatest professionals in the business. Boom, boom, boom. Bum, bum, bum. You know, the reason he beat all of those other candidates is, again, going back to what we said. Because they were the, idiots. It's the, well, it's also the H.L. Mencken thing. Right. It's that yeah. entirely. That's why he defeated those people. Because he's Donald Trump and he doesn't mind making a complete ass of himself. If you don't mind that, then you could do anything. If you have no conscience whatsoever, you can get away with so much. It's like, uh, who would I compare him to? Anonymous Twitter trolls. If you're an egg and you've got three followers, you can shout whatever crazy you want and people will pay attention to you. I certainly end up doing <laughs> against my uh, better judgment. But, you know, you're Donald Trump and you can say and you start shouting crazy crap. Then, of course, a, uh, a, a population that loves reality shows, loves the antiheroes, loves the villains will, of course, support you in whatever your endeavor happens to be. That's just the way it works. You know, and I mean, Donald Trump, it would take a lot for Donald Trump to lose those people. I mean, I don't think there's anything he could do that would lose those people. Now we have one left. (laughs) Now we have one left. And in all fairness, she's lying in bed getting better, and we want her better. We want her back on the trail, right? (laughs) We want her back on the trail. No, they want her shot. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so good. But <laughs> you know who else was celebrating over uh, Hillary Clinton's illness? We played a little bit of, uh, of Alex Jones the other day talking about this. Alex Jones not only uh, just at the top of his show on, I believe it was Tuesday, just went bananas over Hillary Clinton's uh, pneumonia. But it wasn't just that. He brought on two of his sidekicks, and they, they went down the path of suggesting that the reason Hillary Clinton got sick on, on 9-11 on Sunday was because it was revenge, basically, by the ghosts of 9-11 victims who took out their anger over Hillary Clinton's whatever and then uh, made her sick. 
made her uh, almost collapse there as she's getting into her car. Shocking. This is <laughs> here's here's Alex Jones just loving this, just eating it up. From the Infowars.com news studio. That was the beginning of a show. We haven't played the beginning of an Alex Jones show before. Leanne McAdoo. Yes, I've been containing a Cheshire cat grin all day long. My dad, we were uh, out at the lake with the kids when this news came in. Leanne was texting me, so was Biggs. I went and saw the video, and I went, yeah! Yeah! I was just like... Just literally, just in ecstasy. And my dad said, that is horrible, celebrating over that sick woman, even though I hate her too. And I went, no, this is a devastating victory against the enemy, and more of the avalanche of them being discredited, and the hand of God is upon this. And it's only going to get better the more good people take action. That's why evil always fears us, and does everything they can to try to contain us throughout history. See, here's how the flim-flam works. Remember we played a clip of Alex Jones saying that Hillary Clinton had Down syndrome? She said, all these terrible things about Hillary Clinton. Then, of course, it's inevitable. At some point, this person who he's been making a big deal of says she has all kinds of health issues. Of course, she's going to get sick at some point. Then that means he's vindicated. People get sick. It doesn't mean that everything Alex Jones has said about Hillary Clinton's health has been accurate. It just means that people get sick. And that's the trick. That's the card trick that Alex Jones is playing. It's the close-up magic trick. He's, he goes on and on and on. Hillary Clinton's got some sort of mystery illness. Then Hillary Clinton gets some sort of illness, and therefore it's vindication. It's not. It just shows that, you know what, she shakes a lot of hands. She's been on the campaign trail for almost two years now. Uh, it's going to happen. And it's you know what, it's going to happen more than once. And by the way... Alex Jones, not the picture of health himself. So is Alex Jones running for president? He would have dropped dead a year and a half ago. (laughs) 42-year-old Alex Jones looks like he's 90. Looks like he's 90. Here's a little bit more of this. And suppress us because they're scared of us. Look at these hunchback demons. They're nothing. Sweep them aside once we whip people up. It's not like we're offering some utopia like they do, but we're offering good old... Wait, he said hunchback demons, by the way. Just wanted to throw that in there said hunchback demons about the Democrats. Common sense, prosperity, can't be blandling. Leanne McAdoo, uh, Joe Biggs, uh, Joe, Secret Service, we told everybody a month ago. Uh, Leanne McAdoo, by the way, that's another Dan Bedondi name. Dan Bedondi probably thinks Leanne McAdoo is probably a big deal just because her name is Leanne McAdoo. Like, what's his name? The guy with the three names. <laughs> Wolfgang Halbig. No, Mark, Mark Joseph something, whatever the fuck. Paul Joseph name. Watson. Paul Joseph Watson, that's the other guy. Uh, exactly what's happening it's all come out exactly as we said leanne where is this going well i gotta say at first like you i was overcome with excitement and joy when i first saw it because you know it was almost like she was overcome with all the energy of those those spirits of the people there at the she she works with al-qaeda and isis and and she couldn't yeah it was like struck down yeah it's like she okay because she works they're claiming that she works with al-qaeda and ISIS, therefore, the spirits of 9-11 victims struck her down. ISIS, which didn't exist at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> the 9-11 victims say, hey, you know what, Hillary Clinton, yeah, did you see Hillary Clinton's here? Yeah, she's right over there. Yeah, wait, what are we going to do about it? Well, she's with ISIS and Al-Qaeda, so why don't we just knock her off her feet? We'll just go over there and start haunting Hillary Clinton, just knock her around. <laughs> 
what Alex Jones believes. That the ghosts of 9-11 victims, not only is it absurd on its face, obviously. Of it's, course it's absurd on its, it's face. It's Alex f***ing Jones. Right, but the, but the real story here is just how disrespectful this is to the victims of 9-11. That the victims of 9-11, one, would be somehow there in spirit form. And two, would then therefore be angry and pissed off at Hillary Clinton to the point where they decide to enter her body and manipulate her entire immune system so that she succumbs to pneumonia and dehydration at the 9-11 commemoration ceremony. (laughs) This is so f***ing insane. And of course, the biggest problem in all of this, and the reason I'm playing this, is Alex Jones is advising Donald Trump. At least according to what Alex Jones has said. Alex Jones is advising Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been on Alex Jones' show numerous times. They are basically, Alex Jones may be the loudest voice in support for Donald Trump at this point. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the issue is that these, as we said on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, all the days run together to me. <laughs> um, this is, these people will be given a foothold. Yeah. This, this, this bottom of the internet the very lowest of the low on the internet, the Pepe the Frog people. What's they a, are all going to, the Pepe like the I frog. said, I think the, the, the analogy I used wasn't bad. They're all going to storm through the gates of Arkham Asylum and Blackgate Prison mm-hmm. out into the streets. Yep, that's absolutely because right. Because they've taken Gotham. What's, what's amazing to me, though, when it comes to Alex Jones, is hasn't this guy been sc- absolutely screaming about... The idea of a police state, about the idea of the militarization of the police to the point where they're in the streets and there's some form of martial law being implemented. These are all bad things, according to Alex Jones. These are very, very bad things. Alex Jones spends, I would say, a good 60% of his airtime talking about how we are in the midst of a police state and there's going to be a civil war and the, and, and, and the militarization and, and all this equipment and all of the terrible things that the police have been doing. What does he think that Donald Trump is going to do in order to solve crime on day one? I mean, Donald Trump has promised to solve crime on, in his first day in office. What is he planning to do in order to, to achieve that? Do you think that he's going to say, well, crime is soft, crime is soft, no problem. Believe me, it's done. No, he's going to, uh, he's probably going to federalize police forces. He's probably going to send uh, the National Guard into, the, into places like uh, Chicago and try to solve crime that way. I mean, what authority does Donald Trump have to solve crime? Obviously, it's his authority to use the military. It's obviously his, his authority to federalize certain state and local law enforcement agencies. This is what Donald Trump is going to do. And somehow this is okay with Alex Jones, who has been screaming about that exact fucking thing occurring. It's amazing what they'll do, what sort of uh, uh, things that they'll betray in their own sets of beliefs in order to support this absolute effing lunatic. You know, we didn't even talk about, um, speaking of lunatics, we didn't even talk about the hackers and the Colin Powell uh, email leak that... I mean, no, it's the, no one's talking about how DC le- leaks. This is the website where the uh, uh, Colin Powell's emails were published. DC leaks is a uh, reputed front for the Russian intelligence services. 
and they got sure, Colin Powell. They've got entire tranches of uh, of Colin Powell's emails, and uh, and no one's talking about how this is a massive invasion of privacy. No one's no, talking. No one's talking about how these are criminals. For God's sake, I agree with you. I I was very upset that like one of the first stories I saw was Vox, and Vox said, uh, you know, Vox is like they're very interesting things, and the you know that Colin Powell said, I'm like. Why the f*** are you reporting on that? You shouldn't have been reporting on it when it was the, the DNC leaks, when it was the Hillary Clinton leaks. Why are you reporting on this? Yep. It's not, it's stolen material. Right. It is. And you know what? If you're going to report on it, then you better report that fact as well. You better say, you know what? This came out of, this came out of a, a, a hack, stolen material. Yeah. And of course- Somebody they're... got in and some, some asshole who can take anything from you without you even knowing it, got in and stole it. Right. I mean, it's it's something that could happen to any one of us. In fact, they're report they're reporting on something that Colin Powell said personally over email, which which is basically the equivalent of like, you know what, you and I having a conversation in a in a locked room. Exactly. You know, I mean, you're never going to believe what Bob and Chess said when they thought no one was listening. That's basically just personal shit, their own opinion. Yeah, and and the news that came out of it wasn't even that big. I mean, he he said Trump was a national disgrace and an international pariah. He said Trump appeals to the worst angels of the GOP nature and poor white folks. And then he said that uh, Hillary Clinton, while being a friend, uh, she kind of screws everything up with her hubris. And that uh, that Bill Clinton goes around. So he offers opinions about people. Yeah. Again, that's so what? So what? When you think you're alone with somebody, that's what you fucking do. Oh, and that Bill Clinton is going around f***ing bimbos. That's what he said. Oh, we know that. Postmortem Show is next. Join us at patreon.com slash Bob and Ches, and we'll see you over there. If not, we'll see you on the after party on Friday, folks. Bye-bye.